It's nice to be able to finally get a chance to speak to you. I feel like I've spoken to you on and off for different reasons for a while now. So it's nice to finally be able to have a proper chat. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've actually talked in person outside no. of maybe just sending a video clip or something. I know, yeah. Thank you so much for doing those as well. I really do appreciate it. It was fantastic to have you be a part of those. Yeah, no, I'm. you're a diehard fan. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Redcast. I'm your host Troy, also known online as Red Archer Live, and welcome back to the show all about exploring the world of entertainment through acting, video games, content creation, music, and much, much more. This show is also now available on several new platforms. It's not just on YouTube and Spotify. You can now also search up the Redcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. So if one of those three websites is your preferred streaming platform for podcasts, then go over there and check it out on that platform. But as always, this episode was available 48 hours early for my patrons before the public release on youtube spotify and all the new platforms i just mentioned and if you'd like to become a patron and get two days early access make sure you head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash production live and pledge as little as a pound to get early access ahead of the crowd and right before we start as you might expect we've got a featured review to read out and this one might be my favorite one i've ever read out on this show which comes from jojo who wrote absolutely adore these podcasts it doesn't just sound like a q a it sounds like a chat between two friends well done troy which is exactly the vibe i'm going for with these podcasts so i'm glad that's coming across so thank you very much for the comment jojo it's very much appreciated and as always if you want your review to be read out in the next episode of the podcast leave it in the comment section of the youtube version but with all that being said it's time to kick off episode 9 with the final interview of season 1 of the redcast as in two weeks time episode 10 will be the final episode in which i look back on the series talk about some of my favorite moments and also share some pretty cool behind the scenes insight into how some of these episodes came to be before the redcast returns with season 2 in early 2021 but our guest today might just be the biggest guest we've had on the show thus far. He is quite literally the face of the Payday franchise, portraying leading man Dallas in the Payday web series and the subsequent live action trailers, as well as being the face of Dallas within Payday 2 itself. It truly is my absolute and genuine pleasure to welcome the legend that is Eric Etabari onto the show. How are you doing, man? I'm great. <laughs> I'm stuck in this stay home quarantine, so uh, yeah, I get some stuff done around the house. That's about it. Nice bit of relaxation for a bit, eh? <laughs> a bit, yeah. I was in Mexico for six weeks, so uh, I just got home a week ago. Um, so that's been an adjustment, uh, but getting through it, um, yeah. Just trying to see where, what's going on in this world, what's happening, where we're headed, and how we're all going to handle it. Uh, it seems like it's so up in the air. Yeah, it's it's been a very interesting time. It's been... I think it's been a, a culture shock for a lot of people just trying to adapt to everything that's been happening. It's been very, very interesting, but it's glad, I'm glad that 2020 is almost over. I think most people are kind of glad to put this year behind us for the most part. Yeah, if we don't even start uh, 2021, like even further behind the eight ball with, with COVID. And what's crazy about it is like some people believe it, some people don't, some people think it's a big conspiracy some yeah. people think it's the end of the world like it all really depends on what news station you listen to yeah it really does it's a very strange situation to be in it really is but yeah so this is actually the first time that that we've sat and spoken together i said this to you before we we just started i mean for people who've been listening or following my things for a while you'll know that eric uh, helped out in a couple of trailer edits we did for star wars and avengers so once again thank you for being a part of those that was that was fantastic to have you be in those i can't quite remember how you how i got you involved in those to begin with i think i messaged you and then i also i remember i said something to damien and he was like oh I'll just see if eric's seen your message i remember he said something about that because i think by that point i'd spoken to damien before i brought you on if i remember correctly i can't even remember now it's... I, th I think that's correct i think damien kind of validated or gave you the nod and i was like okay i wasn't quite <laughs> sure you know i get random emails from people and I probably wasn't paying attention when he called me up and he said, hey, this guy's pretty cool. Why don't you uh, call him back? I think that's how it all got started. Wow. Well, I'll take that as a massive compliment then. <laughs> it's chains, <laughs> right? It is, Get yeah. on the fucking phone! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, we love him. We really, really do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been great. And I've, I've wanted to be able to bring you on something for a very long time. So I'm glad that you can kind of be the the grand finale of paid actors for this year on, on the show it's a nice it's a nice strong uh, finish i think so I'm, I'm quite happy so uh let's so let's kick off the first thing that i want to 
talk to you about is I wanted to find out first off how you got into the role of acting, the world of acting to begin with. So what was it that got you into that industry to start off with? I think it was just a natural progression. I had been doing print work. I had gotten into commercials. Um, then I was dating an actress named Nicole Eggert. She was on Charles in Charge back in the day, and her mother was her agent. And I think through that relationship, the mom started sending me out on a few auditions. And, you know, just a few years later, I'm still here. But it was I think it was just a natural progression through, you know, that that avenue of print work, commercials, and then eventually trying to get more into theatrical and television. I was really inspired, though, by an acting teacher I had by a guy named Sal Dano. Um, He was this this crazy Italian uh, acting teacher that taught here in Hollywood. And he would hold class three nights a week from seven to 11. And his attitude was, if you can't get here by seven, don't come. If you can't stay till 11, don't come. And there's not very many classes you could go and study four hours, three times a week. And he would go till like one or two o'clock in the morning. So, I mean, this, that was the kind of introduction I actually really had into diving into my craft and committing myself. Before that, I was kind of dilly-dallying around, audition here, audition there, take a class here. But when I went into that class and the dedication that it demanded, uh, really changed my perspective and is probably when I realized that I was going to make this a, a lifelong journey and career. Um, and yeah, I think it, it all really started with, with, with the girlfriend's agent, uh, mother who was the agent. And then this acting teacher named Sal Dano, who really laid a groundwork for me. Oh, that's fantastic. That's quite a, quite a cool way to get into it. Yeah, I think so. It was nice to have a mentor. You know, he was tough. He was educated. Uh, he was really good at nurturing your creativity. Um, but at the same time, he didn't take any bullshit. Like if you didn't know your dialogue or if you didn't read the play we were working on, he'd call you on it. Uh, he was an intimidating guy. <laughs> but uh, I respected that. I needed somebody like that. I needed a tough guy. I played a lot of sports, so I, I really responded well to coaches and stuff like that. So to have a acting teacher that kind of had a powerful approach, a strong approach, maybe even a bully approach, but still was sophisticated and smart, it worked for me. And uh, they always say it'll be the best time of your career is sometimes in class. And I put it right up there with a few of the jobs, just being in class, working three nights a week, all night long uh, with a teacher that was just a maniac. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, I think a, a tough love kind of coach is probably the best kind of person you can have. They really make sure. For me, it is. Yeah, staying on the straight and narrow and, and putting in the effort that you need to. I know I can I can understand that, yeah, being quite important. You know, acting can also be sensitive and need a lot of nurturing. It really just depends on what you respond to. People always ask me, like, hey, what do you recommend? How do I get into business? What class would you suggest? And to me, it's like whoever incites your creativity, whoever gets you motivated to go to class, gets you excited to study, gets you excited to work hard, that's the best teacher. There's so many techniques. There's not one technique for anybody. But if you find someone who can enlighten passion in you and dedication and keep you motivated, especially in a job that's so difficult um, and far and few between Uh, I think that's the guy. That's what I always recommend. You'll know if it's a class like, oh, I can't wait to get back to versus a class. Oh, God, I got to go to class. Those are the differences. Um, Definitely want the one that you can't wait to get back to. Yeah, that's definitely the best one. Keeps your interest in the industry, for one thing. You don't want to be getting tired of the classes and then kind of going, well, is this what it's going to be like going beyond this, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, then let's fast forward a little bit. So you've you've had your, your acting classes, you got into the industry a bit more. Let's let's take a certain theme that I think you're expecting this to be quite common throughout the episode, but let's talk next about how you managed to land your job with Payday. How did that come about? There was one of the founders of Payday was a guy named Damien Lichtenstein. And I had known him. He was a filmmaker. He had done 3,000 Miles to Graceland, that movie about Elvis with Kevin Costner. And they were ready to go into Payday 2 and do some live action video. I think the webisode, I think it was the webisode was my first introduction. 
and he was directing the webisode. So basically he called me up. I had to come in. I auditioned and he casted me, casted Damien Poitier, casted a few other people. And then that's where it all got started. I think it all started with the webisode. From there, it just kind of stuck. And next thing you know, it's like seven years later, you know, we're still doing payday. It's been fantastic. It's been quite a ride. I think it's kind of weird, strange with Dallas in the way that it's different in that the person that portrays him in the game is not the same as the person playing in the webisode. I've always, I, I remember finding that quite confusing when I first realized it but um do you have any idea as to why you were not asked in the voice or you know originally I think I was brought on as a visual and then I think the original payday Simon is it yeah Simon Kerr um Simon Kerr had just a really strong following fantastic voice yeah and I didn't think they wanted to move too far away from that even though they wanted to rebrand and re-image the character and I had no problem with that I I thought he sounded great myself and so that was kind of the agreement. I would then become kind of the face and he would continue to do the voiceover, you know, as long as you're doing all these cool live action trailers and, and, and stuff like that. I was fine with it. You know, art, all this stuff, it's it's an accumulation of a lot of things. So just to be a part of it, play my role in it and help its success and its growth was satisfying enough for me. Yeah, it's been brilliant. And I mean, you can still say you're in the game, really, because like you said, you're the face. I mean, potentially the most iconic face in the game is that of Dallas, and you can still say that's your face in it. Well, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so let's talk a little bit more then, going into Payday a bit more. Out of all the recordings you've done, because there there have been quite a lot of live action clips over the years. I mean, there, there have been tons and tons. And for a lot of the actors, there are, there are some where they're, you know, they come in for different ones. So Damien in particular has done quite a few of them. But you, obviously, being Dallas, have had the most recurring role across these live-action trailers. So I want to talk a bit about your favourite one. Out of all the ones that you've done, which one stands out to you as the one we go, that was my highlight as Dallas in Payday? I think it was the Hardcore Henry. That was our biggest production. That is um, a fantastic trailer, yeah. You know, and you had that guy Shalto, and he had just come off the Hardcore Henry movie with that director, Ilya. And... Uh, that production, Bokeem Woodbine's in that one, um, Damien and I, just the explosions. I thought that was out of all the the trailers or live action stuff we did. That one really had a payday feel, you know, guns blazing, stylized explosions. It had everything. That was an epic shoot. That was one of the more epic shoots uh, Payday's ever done. And I, I really like that. On an acting level, though, I'd have to say The Dentist with Giancarlo Esposito. Mm. Uh, that guy is fantastic. He's got a fantastic voice. He was probably my favorite actor outside of like Damien. Uh, I worked with in all of it. So it'd be a toss up between The Dentist and possibly Hardcore Henry for full production, payday, guns blazing. You got to go Hardcore Henry for straight up acting with another character uh, the dentist was probably my favorite yeah i can imagine i mean most of the dentist is just literally you and giancarlo just one-on-one -on -one talking to each other and it's you can just see the the acting talent with both of you the way you two played off each other in that was fantastic it really worked re so well I remember watching it for the first time and feeling genuinely intimidated Dallas is meant to be the tough guy he's meant to be the guy that's in control and all of a sudden he's in this situation where he's not in control he's being told things that he doesn't know and it was so well done I thought the performances were fantastic Giancarlo is definitely one of those guys you just show up and hope you can keep up <laughs> you know <laughs> he he comes in guns a-blazing himself, and uh, he's really one of those actors. You don't have to work too hard. You could just kind of ride his coattails through a scene. He does a very good job of the kind of like the cool and calm bad guy. It's kind of like similar in the way he was Gus in Breaking Bad, and even now in The Mandalorian, I think the way he presents himself is, is fantastic, and the way he kind of, the way he performs is, is so well done and so well crafted. You know, he was in Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee's one of his first movies. Yeah, he was. People don't realize that. Yeah, same voice you could hear his voice it's mm. uh, fabulous and i just read an article somebody sent me something because they knew i had worked with him where one of the actors found out that he was showing up on the show and he's like oh my god this must mean i'm gonna die <laughs> john carlo <laughs> is here oh yeah that was that was fantastic and as for hardcore henry yeah like that I think what I like about Hardcore Henry is, is it's very much what you said. It's it's very payday, the way it's done with the, the explosions or the gunfights and just the general payday feel, I think, is brilliant. But I, I think 
one of the reasons that these live action trailers in particular past the web series succeeded so well was that they weren't just advertising what was being added to the game it was adding a story element that wasn't present in the game it was adding more to it overall rather than just rehashing what you were seeing in the game and i think hardcore Henry did such a good job of that like that whole isolated story of going from point a to point b to point c and it connected so well and i think it was fantastically produced and it was really really good and a wonderful way to introduce new characters to the game yeah you know and and look i mean what a journey from rod perlman to Giancarlo to Charlto. I mean, we really had some really cool lineups. Yeah, what was that like with Ron Perlman coming onto the scene? How did he, how was how was your re- re- relation with him when you were filming the bike guys together? I mean, it was quick. It was simple. He's a no bullshit kind of guy. He just yeah. shows up, he does his thing, and he's out. Just kind of like how he delivers the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. and does the scene. He steps up, you know, here I am, and here I go. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, very little small talk. But uh, what a presence. I, I remember there was a moment where just kind of face to face. And it was like one of the first times I felt uneasy. He just kind of has that presence. He's got that face. He's got that voice. Yeah, he and He's a big, big hulking guy, too. He's not little. I think out of most of the actors I've ever worked with, he, for the first time, I was like, I feel a little something here. What's going on? <laughs> a little nervous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does. He does pull that very kind of stern look on his face quite well. I can like put you in your place, kind of thing. Be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's made a living at it, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like there's, there's just there's been so many trails. I think it's it's fantastic. And even when you come towards like the final cutscenes, which is something I definitely want to spend a good bit of time on, because by the time we got to those final cutscenes, I think it'd been a year, a year and a half ish since the last live action thing. And I think it'd be, it we'd all got to a point where we're kind of like, oh. The toned down the live action trailers now, you know, there's not as many as they used to be, and it was kind of getting a bit, you know, a bit sad that we weren't seeing so many. And then this big ending comes up. We got the White House. You've got first off what we thought was the only cutscene of this funeral, and everyone just suddenly went, "Oh my god, more live action stuff!" And then you watch the trailer, and you're like, "Oh my!" Like it's it was such a, a mind blowing little funeral scene, and for something that had no dialogue whatsoever. It was fantastically done. Yeah, I, I thought the funeral, that moment, the music, the shots, the rain, the dropping the uh, the masks in the grave. That was probably one of my favorite shots in all the live action trailers. It had a really Im- impact. Yeah. Uh, and, and the music, too. If you really listen to the... It's, it's intense. It was intense. And when you could say so much without saying anything... Uh, I think that's that's good drama. Yeah, that's literally what I was about to say because I remember when I when I first watched it, I think I think the trailer was uncovered because the heist came out a lot later than it was planned to on a certain day. I think it only came out at like eleven o'clock my time ish. At the time, I wasn't playing Payday on PC. I was only on um, on console. I'm not sure if you're aware of the of consoles being a bit further behind with the content compared to the game on PC. But because of that, I couldn't even play the mission. So I was like, oh my god, the White House. This is cool. And then just went to bed thinking nothing of it. And I remember getting in bed and just seeing my phone pop up with Payday 2 The End. And I was like, what? I was, it just what? came out of like, <laughs> yeah, it came out of left here. field. So I thought, what is happening? <laughs> and then I watched this trailer and I'm just like, there's there's no dialogue. And yet I'm not ashamed to say that it literally had me crying. At the end, I thought, oh my God, they've killed Bane off. They've just done this really emotive, like two-ish minute clip with no dialogue. And it was so beautifully done. And I remember saying it in a tweet to you at the time, like the way, like your facial expressions in particular, it kind of, it showed you didn't need to say anything. It put across that emotion of, you know, this is this the end? Is this how Payday 2 comes to an end with the masks being thrown? And it was so brilliantly done. Yeah, it felt it felt appropriate. It felt it felt good. It felt like if there was going to be an end, that that's how it should be. Mm. I didn't I, I don't want to get arrested. You don't want to get shot. You don't want to die. You want your legacy to live on. And I, I think that really embodied that. Yeah, 100%. I really do think it did. Um, just a, a question, personally, out of uh, interest for myself. When you filmed the funeral scene, how many people that actually played the characters through the years came back for that? Like, I presume maybe Damien was there playing Chains? or Damien uh, was probably the only remaining original guy, him and I, from that, that, that come from the webisode. It seemed to be we, we lasted the longest uh, as far as the original uh, characters from payday 2 and then obviously we met some new people when we were there like ian and Lockie and mia and elia elia was elia was there from the beginning but in and out he hadn't done that many live action with us mm. but he always kind of shows up when it's when it's important that was great yeah i think it's, it it was yeah. such a good 
a good thing. But yeah, as you're saying, then Elliot comes back and then once we've got this this beach scene that comes out afterwards when people realise, okay, this isn't the, the ending cutscene, this is, you know, one ending, here's the other ending. And that, I've got to say, I mean, it, it's been a very common pattern. I think Damien and, and uh, Ian and Ilya are all kind of agreed on this, that, that the Barcelona beach scene was such a, a fantastic set piece of being able to kind of close off, I suppose, the payday story and have as many people that were there before as, as possible come back together, unite, do this one last trailer or live action clip, I should say, rather than trailer. And I think it was a, a, a fantastic end to it. I think it was really well done. Yeah, it was interesting. I enjoyed the whole time at the beach with the fellas. It kind of had, it had a feel good. Mm. Although maybe just ending with the masks in the grave might've kept it a little darker more mysterious you know i thought i always thought that that would have been a great way to just disappear Ooh, you so know? you think that was the better Never. ending i do i do i do well for for different reasons like obviously i loved hanging out with the gang and yeah of course. and there's that kind of like camaraderie like hey we're all together let's have some beers we're out of here <laughs> but but the idea of of ending at the grave kind of symbolic as well that's that's the end right here we go it's six feet under yeah i think it was it was like mommy like we said i mean the beach scene had all that dialogue it was a nice little chill time with the guys yeah but funeral scene was it was it was very dark it was kind of i don't think uncharacteristically is the right word but it almost was uncharacteristically dark for payday because we hadn't had any live action stuff to that point that was anywhere near that tone it was nowhere near that somber, but I think when they did it, it was it was very welcome. It was executed quite well, and it and it worked. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah it just was very theatrical. It was moody. Uh, I liked the edge to it. I have mixed feelings. I, I like both. I like both. But if I if you really wanted to leave on a cliffhanger, I, I think that just the masks all sitting in in the grave uh, would have said it all. Mm, it would have done that so that's a good point i like that i haven't thought of it like that before but that is that's a good a good way because i don't think there was very much time after that cutscene came out before people realized that it wasn't the only ending. there was a there was a bit of time where people kind of thought oh this is the only ending cutscene. this is it there's no nothing else for payday but i think it was pretty quick afterwards that people started to clock that there was more to it so i i, I wonder what it had been like if it had taken a much longer period of time for, for people to realize there was another way to beat the game another ending and people had actually had a chance to sit with it properly and be like wow that really yeah, is the I ending agree. i agree would have been a very interesting um, response yeah but as a you know as a gamer and as a fan of the game i i think having these little surprises seeing everybody back together again had a lot of value as well oh yeah 100 percent. Um, i think it was brilliant it was but aesthetically you know mood wise being a dramatic actor i felt that <laughs> <laughs> that was unbeatable. The, yeah. No, the I graveyard scene was unbeatable, mm. unmatchable. Lockie sitting there in the rain, and I just had it. Just there's so many elements to it. That was what was so funny about that because we'd never seen Locke portrayed in the flesh before. So it's like you're in the middle of this really sad scene. You're just like, hang on, is that is that Locke? Is that actually Locke's voice out to playing Locke? <laughs> and it was kind of like that that taken out of the scene from it. You just go, oh my god, that's in what? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, Bane's dead. Hang on, back to that. It is brilliantly done. I think it was really really well done. And like you said, yeah, the music in particular that made it a lot as well. That really added to the tone. I think that was fantastically done. We're always teasing Ian. We're like, Locky, hey Locky, like, <laughs> hey Locky. <laughs> Lucky, lucky. Bless him. Oh, I still, he's I still really know. He's a fun guy. Oh, he's Ian's a lovely guy. He's absolutely lovely. I, I still do not know how he filmed that beach scene in full army fatigues. I mean, Damien literally made a, a point out of it in, in the clip. It's like I can't believe he was wearing full fatigues in that heat. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't think about that. You're sat there with a shirt. Think, he was, up, he was kind of is, up yeah. on the rocks. I think there was a nice, cool breeze. <laughs> so. Otherwise, he'd just be boiling stuff there <laughs> trying to do his golf. Oh. But yeah, I, this, this is the thing, and this is what I wanted to, to go into a bit more, because the live-action stuff, to me, I've, I've always had this belief that, you know, while other games have tried in the past to do some kind of live-action element, I think the most popular choice for other people beyond Payday would be for Call of Duty. I mean, they don't do it anymore, but they always used to do a live-action trailer right before the next game came out, and they just kind of plumbed it with as many celebrities as they could and kind of went, hey, look, play our game kind of thing. But no yeah. game, to me, has ever done the live-action stuff the way Payday has to not only do so much of it to not only put some real time and effort into developing characters but for it to also just add to the story like i was saying not just support the stuff that's going out but add something unique beyond that i think it's so fantastically done and so well done and so my question to you would be 
has there ever, if you can t- talk about it, I mean, you might not be able to t- say this, and if you can't, then that's fine, but has there ever been talks that you're aware of about making any kind of payday feature-length uh, movie? I mean, I think that was the original goal when I signed up, was to hopefully turn this into a TV show, possibly do a movie. There's constantly been, like, hearsay rumors i think there's always going to be interest anytime you have a popular brand or popular game or anything uh, there's always that opportunity whether or not they've ever been able to kind of get it all together that's you know still to be determined but i I would think that would be the future you know um i'm always pushing like hey why aren't we turning this into a series why don't we make the payday movie Uh, that would be my ultimate goal that would be the big reward for all the work that i've done up to this point would would be to show up in a tv series or a movie for this game um i kind of felt like that's what i came into it for that's how I came, uh, how I started it as with the live action stuff and the webisode. I think that was always my original intention was to to get to that point where we would do a series or a movie. But, you know, here's the truth, Troy. You know, the payday community's big, but I don't think they're vocal enough. Yeah. And the reality is the things that get made, the things that... Uh, people end up producing usually have a big loud support and loud voice behind it and i know the payday numbers are there but i don't truly believe they're banging on the door for this stuff i don't think they're calling of duty they're not putting out a call of duty they're not demanding more and i think for me as an outsider as an actor uh you know, and Damien and I have always really invested in engaging with fans, doing the the cons. That was some of my favorite stuff was the live payday cons that we did. And and when you see the group of people showing up and that support, I'm always thinking, God, what's going to nothing could stop us. But then after that, it kind of quiets down. Um, but look, if there were a million players and they got a million emails and a million tweets and a million this demanding that they want more, they want Payday 3 or they want the movie or they want the series, that would be hard to ignore. It would be. But right now, with so much content out there and so many brands and so many platforms, if you're not doing it, if you're not making a stink or being loud enough to be heard, you're getting overlooked. There's just too much. You need an army. Uh, you need a gang. Um, and I've, I keep waiting for this payday wave to, to show their numbers and show their dedication to the game and, you know, get us there, help us get us there. I mean, obviously us as actors, we can only push so much, but it's the fans, the people have to make that decision. If that's what they want, they'll get it, but they've got to show that's what they want. And I haven't really quite seen that or heard that. You know, I know there's some diehard fans and I know there's some some really good support, but I don't think it's warranted them saying, well, we got to turn this into a television show. or We got to turn this into a movie. And until that time comes, why would you? Yeah. You know? um, so I kind of put it on the, the payday fans. Like if this is something they want, if they want a movie, if they want a series like, well, speak up. Now it's your chance to be your voice, your voiceover. I need your voiceover. <laughs> Well, I'm certainly going to make a clip out of that and start trying to share that round. I agree. I think I think what people forget with Payday, quite simply, is you, you always get this worry when people say, oh, I'm going to make a, a movie that's a, an adaptation of this game. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to take this game, put it into onto the big screen, and nothing could possibly go wrong. And with a lot of films, when they do that, it, it doesn't work. I mean, the Resident Evil movies have had middling success. The Sonic film, more recently, I mean, the first render of Sonic in that, we, we know the... the, the chaos that erupted over that but the thing with payday is that there's already been all these live action trailers the web series all this stuff there are people who are used to the roles they're bedded in they know what they're doing and there are people behind the scenes that are writing this stuff filming it directing it they know what to do and so if you were to bring that over to a big screen it's always been my belief that that'd be one of the safer bets you know to actually say we've got the experience we can put this into a film we can make a solid film out of what we've got there's not really a lot of risk on the production side i don't think well, look, you brought up things. Resident Evil. How many of those have they made? God, I don't. I honestly don't even know. I haven't even seen half of them. I just know there's been loads, and I remember seeing that some have had decent reviews, some less so. <laughs> but the fact that they have, I think they're on like three or four. Well, yeah, they're not making least. three or four if it's not successful. You know, so maybe take a page out of their book. 
Um, they figured it out. It could definitely be done. And, you know, with all the the high caliber actors we've had that could come back and, and who we could add to it. And, and I think what you could do now and the way you could film stuff, uh, I think it would be fantastic to see these masks on the big screen, the Dallas, the chains mask larger than life. Yeah. It would um, be so cool. Would easily it would be really, fantastic. really cool. And I mean, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. And I, I remember Damien saying to me, like, I think it was the first time I spoke to him in, 2018 it's been over two years since i started doing the interview my god i'm getting old um no <laughs> i remember him saying during that interview that overkill recognized that the, the live action stuff was getting a lot of positive reception it was getting popular and that they increased the budget in a lot of these things as they went along which is testament in nothing else if, if only but hardcore henry as you said all the explosions all the gunfire all that stuff it was clear they'd put far more money behind it because they knew how well they were being received so i think they've, they've got the formula down they've just got to translate it onto the big screen i don't think it'd be a difficult challenge in any other direct uh sense than money i think as long as they get the funding for it with all the the problems they've had i think they'd, they'd have be but the challenge the, the challenge is the audience exactly uh the money follows the people the money mm. follows the mass the money mass uh, we need the money mass. You know, <laughs> the masses come out, the money will come. That's just the way it works in the entertainment business. Believe me, if, if Starbreeze ended up with a million messages that they want something, you'll get it. Now, if it's just a couple hundred people, well, you know, thanks for the support. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. And yeah, you know, and, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. It's just too competitive out there now. There's so much content. There's so much going on that if you don't have that push, if you don't have that mass uh, vocal diehard group, it, it's tough to manifest something. And, and I think it's there. I think that the fan base is there. I think, you know, video game people are possibly slightly more private. Um, so it might not be at the top of their mind to like, hey, be vocal about this because, you know, you're at home. It's an intimate setting. But um, from my experience, the ones those groups or those those brands that get the biggest mass uh, voice tend to get more success and more opportunity to explore and expand and and answer that call to to the to the public, to the fans. You know, it's like the it was like the gaming cons that we did, the payday cons. The, those started to grow. They started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think it was due to the word of mouth and the experience that the the people were getting and they were showing up. We were kind of hitting capacity. And I always thought that was a great way to really stay connected to to these fans, show them our dedication, and hope to earn their dedication. Um, that's my thoughts on that. No, I agree. It's it's great to get to get you to be so to well not to get you. I mean, you just naturally are passionate about it. I think it's it's brilliant, and I hope that at some point down the line, I think if it was going to happen, it probably wouldn't happen until after they put Payday Three out, which we can talk about shortly. Um, but I think provided Payday Three gets off on a good footing, I think hopefully they'd have the money to consider it. And all they'd need then is, as you've said, for people to push for it to actually be like, you know what, you've done these live action things so well for so long take the gamble make a series or make a movie do something where it's like a proper connection because i mean even with the web the web series when that came out before payday 2 i mean it, it has its flaws and i think the main flaw with that really is i don't think the episodes overlap as well as they could and i think the last episode kind of leaves it a bit too open-air and it's never really pursued it's kind of like a, a strange ending but the actual format of going episode to episode having these characters introducing them they've already done once before like if they step up a little bit more add a couple more episodes, you know, put some more characters in, extend the length. They've already got a series idea right there. Like, I think yeah. it, it could be so fantastic. Look, that was the first thing we did. So, like, we weren't, no one was really sure what we were doing. Yeah. Everybody was brand new. It was a new concept. Um, you know, it was like, we're kind to, we're, we're trying to be innovative. And, you know, from that you build, from that you grow. Um, but I thought we were ahead of the game by doing that. I thought, you know, it just needed to be refined and it needed to be expanded and, you know, all the above and, and continue on. It's there. Mm. It's there. It's there. And like you said, now, now you all know what you're doing a lot better. Like it's, it's got the potential to go even further. It easily has. So yeah. let's hope, eh? Well, we'll see if we can get some, some support drummed up for it and see where it can go. Um, 
but you did you mentioned um payday com which is something else I wanted to talk about i mean unfortunately i never had the chance to go to payday com when it was when it was happening i think the last one was 2015 right so i would have been it was australia australia yeah so i would have been about 16 so i think i was a bit too young to be thinking about flying out there but i remember <laughs> i remember they said in 2015 you know the next one's going to be in europe and i thought right i'll make the effort i'm going to go to this one and it never happened um so i'm hoping that they do another one of those but I want to talk to you a bit about, like, I mean, you already kind of hinted at it. What was it like to go to a convention all about payday and to see all these people there to go with, you know, Damien, etc.? What was it like being in that atmosphere? You know, I I love the live audience. I love interacting with with the fans. I used to do that a lot when I was on Witchblade. Um, I used to do it for this book, uh, this Karen Remani wrote called the Fever series. I would go to her book release launches. Um, that's kind of my favorite thing to do, live audience stuff, interact, think on your feet, be engaged. But when you have something like the video game and there's all this great merchandise and all these people wearing the masks, it's surreal. Mm. You feel like you are in the game. And I just thought that that was such a unique and cool thing that the the payday group did by doing these payday cons. Because um, I don't hear that people do it that much. I mean, most you hear are these video game actors show up these autograph places where you got to spend $20 to get their autograph. Yeah. And here we are just giving merch away and free autographs and getting to hang out with your favorite character and say the lines and basically act a fool. It was, it was fun. And I think nothing topped Australia. I mean, I had the best time with Damien and when he did the little dance off in the convention center, he did this little, dance off that was fantastic oh i've like, seen the, the video yeah of you two being around the dance yeah. yeah that was fantastic it's a great clip or he's like yeah let's go for a run and all of a sudden he's on a bike and i'm running behind him i'm like this wasn't us going for a run this is me <laughs> running behind you on a bike oh my god you know but being in those type of situations where it's spontaneous um and damien's got such a great personality uh we played off each other really well um that that was kind of up my alley i i really enjoyed that i'd love to do a reunion one i think that would be fantastic yeah you and me both. um uh, really a great reunion get a couple of these you know actors from shalto and Ilya to come by even maybe the old hoxton or and houston you know they kind of faded away but it'd be great to have them all show up and just do this massive reunion it will be fantastic yeah we haven't seen derek in anything for a while it'd be good to see him come back and be like yeah is Houston and all that, but because who who went in 2015? It was it was you, Damien, Ilya, and was it Georgia as well? Because I think it was during that event they announced that Georgia was going to be coming in the game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think Derek was at the one. We're talking about the one I was in in Austin. Oh right, Derek was was that the one before Australia in Austin? Yeah. Yeah, it was the one before Australia. We were everybody was there. Yeah. Um, it was it was yeah, and that's when I think I thought that's when they announced Sydney, um, George's character, and Ilya was there. But Australia was just Damien and I. And Georgia, and Georgia, and, and, and Georgia, uh, Sydney yeah. was there. Yeah, but it's like you said, at, at comic conventions, yeah, it's, it's, it is very much a, a, a series of paywalls wherever you go. And I mean, comic conventions are great places to go. I will never, like, disrespect that. But y- you're right in saying that, you know, when I, if you want to meet somebody, if you want to get a photo with somebody or, you know, get an autograph, you've got to pay. Have a drink. Money. We were drinking. <laughs> we were partying. Like... We were dancing. We, I mean, it was, it yeah, was, it, it was fantastic. It sounds like a great time. I really, really wish that I had some kind of like memory where we could go, hey, remember when we did this, when I met you, that, but I, I haven't got that. And I'm hoping that eventually they'll fix that. They'll do another one and I'll yeah. be able to like actually go. And it'll, it'll be weird, I think, for me in particular, like seeing you or Damien or whatever, because we'll have had this correspondence. I'll be like, oh, it's you. Hey, how you doing? But it'd be great. I think it'd be absolutely fantastic. And I, it's like I said, I was, I was so keen to go to the next one. As soon as they went, it's in Europe. I went, right, I can make that happen. That's feasible. I'll be a bit older. I can set myself up, get over there. And it didn't happen. And I'm not, I, I can't remember because it was, the next one was meant to be 2016, I believe, because the last one was 2015. So surely it was the year after. So that was before they had any of their money issues. That only really came to a head properly around 2017, 2018. So I don't really know what stopped them from doing it, to be honest. I, I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, there's, there must have been some reason. But I'm not even. I'll have to look into that and see if we can figure out what the what the reason was. But yeah, that that is something they definitely need to bring back. I think it was such a, such a good time, and like you said, it, it it sounds like it has like just such a a lovely, more kind of f- family style atmosphere 
where everyone's just here to have a good time. It there's really was. Much, much, it really was. Yeah, it, there's, there's not much to pay for. It's just you're there, you're having a good time, you're hanging out with fellow fans and the actors and like developers, whoever shows up. It just sounds great, and I would really do hope they do that one again. I think that would be fantastic. I really do. Yeah, I, I think it'd be an interesting way to, to launch, you know, if they ever get it together and, and attempt to do Payday 3, that'd be a great way to launch it, you know, big live reunion mm. well uh well speaking Surprise. of which we will... yeah exactly uh, <laughs> we will touch on payday 3 in a minute what i want to do before we move on to payday 3 though is i quite like when i do these kind of interview chats i like to explore people's other work that they've done beyond the particular thing because obviously for an actor there's far more than just the one role they might be more known for so what i want to do is kind of hand the mic over to you kind of thing and just say are there any particular roles that you've done in your career beyond payday 2 that stand out as highlights for you that you'd like to talk about uh well i think one of the most signature roles which was based on a comic book uh was witchblade where i played ian nottingham um it was a top cow comic book that was really big in in like the 2000 in 1999 2000 that was a signature role for me it was one of my favorite opportunities we shot that show for like two seasons i'm still best friends with david chokichi peter menza yancey butler i made some really good friends will young lee who's on the good doctor right now that was like my first real consistent professional gig so i'll never forget that one's great character i had superpowers i was mysterious i was a badass Um, (laughs) it sounds it i wish i'd been old enough to see that at the time it was aired but i was still a baby at that point (laughs) You know, the uh, the other two, I would say, jobs that are uh, pretty epic for me is I did Too Fast, Too Furious. So I was in the second Fast and Furious franchise, which to be uh, in a franchise that's probably one of the bigger movie franchises in history. So that was that's a real highlight to to have been in Too Fast, Too Furious. I shot that in Miami with, with John Singleton, the late John Singleton. Um, that was one of my favorite jobs ever. Six weeks in South Beach, Miami, shooting that. John Singleton was fantastic, uh, really sweet guy, offered me the role, and I got to play Darden, which was the guy who raced the Orange Charger in 1979, maybe, I think it was. And funny enough, that led, I met a kid on that job who was John Singleton's assistant who ended up becoming a director. His name is Brad Furman. And the next gig that I would say is an all-time high for me was The Lincoln Lawyer. Mm. And I had briefly met him on Too Fast, Too Furious, jump ahead 10 years. I run into him not knowing we knew each other from the movie. And I send him my demo, and I've got Too Fast, Too Furious on there. And he's like, holy shit, you're that guy. You're that guy. You <laughs> it's were in Too you, Fast, yeah. Too Furious. Yeah, and I had gotten into a confrontation with Tyrese, and so he remembered all that. He thought that was all really cool, and he let me come in, and I read for The Lincoln Lawyer, and I ended up uh, in this role as Charles Talbot, and I got to play off Matthew McConaughey in that movie. Um, I think that was probably one of my favorite jobs ever. Matthew McConaughey is fantastic. The movie was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, it's got so many actors in it, from Brian Cranston, uh, Ryan Philippe, uh, Marissa Tomei, John Louis Gazamo, William H. Macy. I mean, the list goes on. And every time I bring up that movie, I, I hang up the phone and I realize, oh, there's like five other actors I didn't even mention. Yeah. Um, I, I personally have to say I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips of it in particular um your clips i think it was a demo reel i looked up of yours i think it was on imdb or something i remember seeing there was a good bit of 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 one of your scenes in that and i was like this looks fantastic i've got to watch this yeah i think it was mcconaughey's turnaround movie where he stopped doing these rom-coms romantic comedies and he got more into some serious acting and then god after that the rest is history he's been crushing it Mm. you know movies that i weren't that great but were a highlight i got to work with al pacino and christopher walken in this movie called the stand-up guys um so that was a bucket list i mean al pacino christopher walken are two of the best actors that you know we've ever had yeah um so i had a cooler role in that and that was a highlight that's old stuff anything current i'm in this movie called boss level with frank grillo it's got mel gibson naomi watts that's a really cool I think people who are into video games are going to like this because it's kind of got this Groundhog Day feeling where he's this badass mercenary guy that keeps getting killed and then waking up the very next day and getting killed by the same people. And he just continues to move forward as he 
as he realizes what's happening, he's able to kind of avoid getting killed. Um, I got a cool little role in that. That comes out on in, on Hulu, I just heard, uh, next year, 2021. That should be a really cool, cool Sounds movie cool, if you're a Frank yeah. Grillo fan. It's got action. Joe Carney, he's the director. They even got uh, – I won't even bring uh, – there's so many people in this one as well, but it's fun. It, 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 it's like a – it's like a movie that 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 plays like a video game. So I think anybody who's into video games are going to really have fun in this movie. Sounds good to me, man. And then, yeah, yeah. And then recently, um, like I said, I just got back from Mexico. I've been shooting Narcos. I got on Narcos for a reoccurring role, which is great. I play a DEA agent named Jack Dorian. I don't know if anybody, if you guys over there watched Narcos, but it's on Netflix. It's fabulous. It's about the Mexican drug cartel. Yeah, that's a series I've really um, wants to get into, and that's going uh, to definitely motivate me to check it out now. Yeah, you'll have to check it out. I come in at the second half of the season. I'm actually going back in January to shoot another couple episodes if, if COVID uh, allows us. But, you know, it's been it's been a rough year, but in a sense, it's also been a good year. I've got some of the best stuff I've done. i got some good work coming out. So I'm kind of excited to see where 2021 leads me. You know, and outside of that, I did an independent movie called Shadows and another one called Stoker Hills, some smaller stuff. So I got a large range of stuff coming out. So I'm excited for that stuff to come out and, and whatever's lurking up ahead. You never know what's next. So it's kind of exciting to to anticipate um, envision and and manifest what what might be next what what's that next journey um, yeah so i'm looking forward to that myself good it keeps you on your feet doesn't it you never know what's coming next you said it's 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 good yeah remember i think yeah. i think it might have been shadows that i think i saw a trailer for on instagram that you posted it was a while ago though it might have been a different film i was trying to check that out i, th I think i couldn't find where to watch in the end it might have been only in america or something i'm not sure it's a down know. and dirty little indie little action movie it's got some cool people in it one of those shoot it in like 12 days it was uh it was challenging but uh you know it was fun you know as an actor you got to stay you want to stay busy you don't always get to do these 40 million dollar movies so i'll tend to dip out and do some of these little dark indies if i think there's there's something in it as far as like uh challenging or quality or and uh yeah i thought this 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 had a little bit of everything you know i'm always looking for good content always looking for that that really cool role that takes me to a place I've never been or, or allows me to do something or go somewhere I've, uh, I've never been. Well, I've got a few things to check out there. I'll add to my, add to my list. Lincoln Lawyer and Narcos in particular, I'll make sure I get... I'm looking. I'm just. I'm just going. And to boss Instagram level. Boss level. And boss will be level. Out yes. And boss level. Yeah, those will be good. I'll need to get Hulu. It's only in the US, I believe, but I've I've just got a VPN recently, so I'll be able to to sign up for that and, and give it a watch. So I'll I'll make sure I do that. Um. There. Yeah. It was Shadows. That was it. I recognised the trailer. Yeah, that was the one I saw the trailer for. Do you know where that where that's been put? Where we can watch that at all? You know, that's the thing with these these smaller budget movies. Yeah, you just never know. Exactly. You don't I, know. I was we always you. wait. I've done a dozen of them and I've never even seen them. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> oh no, I remember. Yeah, I remember watching that trailer and being like, "This looks really cool. I definitely want to watch that film." Yeah, I'll I'll do some digging and see. Yeah, there's a guy from Sons of Anarchy and his name's Dave Labrava. He's really cool. He's a he's a maniac. I have some good stuff with him, um, so I'm kind of excited to see that one just just for some of those reasons alone. Because he was he was wild, and we have a couple fight scenes that uh, I'm just dying to see how they turned out. Well, I'll keep I'll keep it on my list, and I'll I'll make sure I check them out. But I have one last thing I want to talk to you about. You might know where this is going. I've kind of been teasing a little bit, um, but I want to close this off by talking a bit about the next step in Payday, that being Payday Three. Um, from what you've been saying so far, I'm under the impression that you maybe don't know a lot about it yet. How, where are you up to? What what bits are you aware of when it comes to this next game? I don't know anything. I don't think they know anything. Like you said, they're trying to get back on their feet. But again, you know, Troy, it really comes down to the fans have to demand it. You got a company that's trying to rebuild. You got a company that's looking for investors. They're looking for people to get behind them to help them. Um, and the greatest thing they have to show would be their support. And without that support, it's going to be really tough for them to get people to want to invest and move forward. And mm. I know I'm beating that to death, but that's the reality <laughs> of it. You know, it took a hit. I think they're, they're working on their recovery, but nothing helps recovery than knowing they got a million people behind them saying, we want you. Well, in that case, you here's, know? here's what we do know. Um, so payday three has, 
it was it was first announced about four years ago or something they were working on in the pipelines um and then kind of obviously fell by the wayside when they started to have their financial issues um but they now they're coming back and they're building up their finances again they've they've made very clear payday 3 is like their main priority they've got people working on it now it's it's been in full development now for a little over a year so it was, i think it was october last year they started actually building the game um and it's currently pegged to release between 2022 and 2023 that's about as much as we know at this point so far. Then let me rephrase that. I need a million fans saying they want Dallas in Payday 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my, my question, which is probably a, a very easy question to answer. Is Obviously, would you like to return as Dallas in Payday 3? I think so. I think it'd be fun to, to see Dallas come back uh, a little unhinged, a little darker, a little dirtier. I think... Uh, to reinvent him for Payday 3 would be a real challenge and be very exciting. Yeah, it would be. I, I mean, I just like, um, I, I really hope, kind of linking everything together, I hope that they keep the live action stuff as well when they go into Payday 3. I think it's been such a strong element of Payday 2 that obviously, I think if, if they lost that going into the next game, they would lose a very important element of what makes Payday so good. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Do you, do you, do you have any ideas personally or any kind of wishes as an actor for where Dallas's character would go to make him darker edgy or anything you'd like to see potentially happen? You know, maybe he loses his brother. He loses his best friend. Maybe maybe he just gets involved with the wrong people. Um, maybe he starts to change his mind and, and question everything that he's been doing. You know, the idea of this Robin Hood mentality, you know, we're going to steal from the rich and corrupted and give to the poor. That's like, look, I mean, look what's happening now. It's like during COVID, the poor are just getting poor and the rich are getting richer. And they're mm. telling the poor to stay home and the rich are out partying and having a good time and making money and small businesses are closing down and big businesses are buying the small businesses at, on nickels on the dollar, you know? So there's something there. There definitely is. I think is. there's I like something that. there. I really like that idea. That's that's cool. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Well, like you said, if they, they've already now tried to lean a bit into the darker edge with, with the funeral scene, so it's not impossible they could try and do that again. Um, I think the main the problem they're going to have to tackle now is because obviously that beach scene is more wild, widely perceived to be the right ending, like the true ending for the payday. It kind of ends in a sense where it's like, well, you know, they're all having a nice little party. They've all got away. They've escaped. You know, they've they've well, in in their own way, saved the day. It's like. What's going to motivate them to come back? Why bring these characters back when they've kind of ended off? You know, Dallas has got his yacht now and everyone else is off doing their things here and there. I think if you, if you try hard enough, there's definitely a way to bring these characters back, whoever they choose to bring back. Obviously, I doubt they'll, there's like 22 people in the game now. I very much doubt they'll, they'll start with anywhere near that in the next one. So there will be some people that don't come back. But I think if you don't bring back I think people you like have to Dallas, start with the core. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys start back with the core. Something happens. Or maybe they reinvent themselves into something new, something different. Take on a new persona. Take on a new identity. Take on a new cause. Living on a boat and just drinking beers. That seems like it would be fun for a moment. But this is in their blood, right? If you're a payday gamer, it's in your blood. Yeah, you, you're, you'd miss the thrill. If you're part of the payday gang, yeah, you're going to miss the thrill, the chase, the challenge, the heist. Uh, you know, these aren't. These aren't weekend warriors. These are diehards. And so I think between the combination of the characters being diehards and the fans being diehards, they should come up with something. Yeah, I they agree. They should come up with something. I think, I think personally for me, I think... I'm like, ready. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, th I think it'd be good because obviously Payday 3 has got to, while try and do some new things and be innovative in its own right, it's got to have some kind of strong tentative link to the, the, old, the older games. And I think the best way to do that is, yeah, sure, bring some new characters in if you want, but... I don't. I, I think I don't think anyone wants it to be a completely new cast. I think you need to bring some of the originals back, like you said, like the original four or whoever at the original four they can bring back. In particular, I think because you and Damien in particular have had developed such a strong camaraderie and been in so many of these together, it, it'd be nice to see you two come back in in particular. But there's definitely space, I think, and I think it would be really nice to see that that link being formed. And then that obviously leads to more live action stuff as well. If they keep the people in who are live action in Payday Two, then they can translate the live action edge of payday 2 what really easily into payday 3 absolutely but that's that's literally all i know about payday 3 right now we're just waiting on more news you know they're just grasping for morsels at this point um but i'm hoping it, it depends on when they plan to release i mean with it being in a, a two-year window it's it, it's up to them at what point in that window they choose to put it out i I'm, I'm of a hope myself personally that it's towards the end of it only because they get to put more time into it to really make it a, a strong return especially 
after everything that, that they've had in the past, it's not gone as well for them. Um, but I'm just desperate to hear some more info, man. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, me too. But that is actually all of the questions that I wanted to, to go through with you. Um, so before we wrap this up, I'd like to just say, uh, are there any future projects that you're working on beyond, I know you mentioned boss levels, is there anything else you're working on you'd like to share? Beyond that, any social medias you'd like people to follow you on? You know, I'm on Instagram at Eric Edabari. Um I haven't been that active. I usually like to wait till I have content that I can share. Yeah. So I think once Narcos and Boss Level comes out, um, those are high-profile projects. I also, every now and then, I get a message. I know there's a lot of creative people out there. I know there's a lot of gamers out there that are developing their own content, trying to get stuff off the ground. Uh, this is the time to do it. If someone thinks they've got something cool and they, they're looking to help get that launched and they've got the ability to, to do that kind of stuff, uh, you can always send me a send me a message. If I find it intriguing or interesting, maybe we'll get lucky. But there's no use waiting around. I'm game, literally. I've had a couple people uh, present me with some some video game ideas. Um, nothing that's really quite gotten me uh, excited or enough to want to move forward on. But I'm always open. I'm always open to new things, new opportunities, and new ideas, uh, especially from this younger generation that is so advanced and so smart and so creative. So, you know, if you're out there and you're an aspiring video game maker or filmmaker and you think something would pique my interest, then, you know, find a way to get it to me and maybe we'll get lucky. Sounds know. good to me. Um, yeah, sounds good to me. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, there's no reason to wait around. We can do this stuff now ourselves. We don't need these big studios. And uh, I think there's probably some ambitious, really talented people out there that could just need a little push. No doubt. And if that's yeah. something I'm interested in. I can help push. I will. Sounds good. Um, so any other future projects or social media accounts that you've got your Twitter as well, haven't you? I got the Twitter. That's right. Twitter and Instagram. Those seem to be the uh, the two more active ones for me. I, I tend to keep the um, Twitter's pretty payday and mm. then my Instagram's a, a little more broader. Uh, and again, I'll be more active on those once some of this content uh, starts to to release i try to do it in waves i'm I'm not one of those people that are going to spend all day posting random pictures of what i had for lunch and here i am in front of this here i am in front of that here i am in front of this <laughs> exactly yeah here i am it's the same guy in front of just different pictures right um so i try to keep it more content based um or or current events that that i'm involved in or things that i support so if you want to catch up on that that's where i'll be during those times perfect um well in that case that's everything that i wanted to ask you so thank you once again honestly it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on i'm so glad that you uh that you agreed to come on and have a chat it's, it's been an absolute blast awesome thank you troy keep up i know you got a great fan base people love what you're doing it was fun to kind of roll through all this and rehash this all over again i kind of put it behind me and i put it to bed so i don't my expectations don't get too high when things don't come through but when people like you reconnect with us it just brings it all back alive and i'm able to live through some of these wonderful memories that we've had on this payday journey for so long and uh i miss them and i enjoy them and i look forward to them in the future oh thank you and i really appreciate that i i love i that's one of the things i love most about the payday live action stuff i love taking it and and rehashing against different things i mean i literally last night <laughs> i don't know whether this will be out by the time the podcast episode goes up if it isn't then i'll let the cat out of the bag it's just a little kind of video i've been working on but i, I made the friends intro as a payday thing last night i was up until like 5 a.m editing that and that was hilarious to do i just love taking the live action stuff and rehashing it and making it into different things it's something that i absolutely adore and i i, I mean that's why I want, that's another reason why i want more live action stuff i get more material to play around with i think it's great that's hilarious yeah <laughs> um, i'll send you the link to that after this if you want to have a look at it but please do um i haven't made the full thing yet i've only done the intro but i will i will send you the link to that but no it's 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 just it's so good and I, that's why there's just so many reasons why i love the live action stuff for payday and yeah it's it's a really special thing and i think it's something so unique there's so many games out there but there just has never been another one to me that pulls off the live action stuff in the way that payday does and i hope they remember that and continue that going into the next game i really do and i'm with you with that exactly 
Um, but if you don't mind for a moment, I need to do a bit of self-promotion now. As I say to everyone else who's listening, thank you very much for listening, watching, whatever platform you're on for the Redcast. Thank you very much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. If you have enjoyed, as always, you know what to do. Follow the podcast if you're on an audio platform. If you're on YouTube, make sure you've liked the podcast and you've subscribed and leave a review down below for the chance to be featured in the next episode. And as always, as I say, if you want 24, 48 hours, do you know what? I've done nine episodes, Eric, and I constantly get the early access time uh, wrong. I don't know how I keep doing this. It's quite embarrassing but we'll let it slide <laughs> but no if you want 48 hours early access to the episodes then you know what to do you head to www.patreon.com forward slash red archer live and that'll do for now i will see you all in two weeks for the brand new episode of the redcast until then thank you all very much for listening and once again eric thank you so much for coming on it's been a blast payday for life brother payday for life that is a great way to end it off thank you very much and i'll see you all later, later. bye-bye